Training camp battles almost always occur at the roster's fringe. Or, in the case of this franchise, they don't occur at all. I've got an idea. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Training camp opens tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. for the first session. 58 players will be invited to camp, the team announced yesterday. And of those 58, of course, exactly the 20-some that you expect will make the roster will make the roster. If you're getting into which PTO player might beat out some other PTO player or Valtteri Pustinen versus Alex Nylander versus Vinny Hinestroza, whatever, it's it's the bottom of the chart. It's the bottom. And whoever it is that makes the roster in such a setting is going to be playing maybe three, four minutes a night and is going to be back in Wilkes-Barre before you know it, replaced by somebody else. It's just not that important. What I want to see at camp is all at the upper level of that chart. Think about this. They missed the playoffs this past season. There is a unique opportunity for Mike Sullivan between that and the fact that he's got a new boss and a new front office around that boss. He can use that to his advantage. Now, he's not exactly uh, the mind manipulator type. He's not... uh, (laughs) I mean, somebody's got to say it. He's not the Mike Babcock type. He's really honest with his players. Sometimes maybe too much so, meaning he is intensely loyal to them and expecting the same thing back. But man, I'd sure like to see him utilize this. And and here's what I mean by that, because I'm just speaking in vagaries. This power play, we don't know. We just don't know who's going to end up being all five members of Power Play One. We just don't. Go show us something. Show us some training camp uh, synergy. Show some symbiosis out there. Show that if you're Ricard Raquel and you were as good as you were late last season on the Power Play, show that you should be on this and not Jake Gensel, not Brian Rust. Show that. Show that. Make yourself indispensable. If you're Marcus Pedersen, show that you're the right guy to be partners with Eric Carlson. Similarly, if you're Ryan Graves, show that you're the guy to work with Chris Letang. And you know what else? If you want to push your way down a little bit lower, maybe P.O. Joseph rises up. Just throwing it out there. I'm not suggesting that Graves or Pedersen isn't going to be the one-two in the pecking order, but push them. Make them think. Make them recognize that you're there. Maybe you're just there if needed in the event of 
an injury, emergency, whatever. But push, push. Let that be the competition. If you're Ty Smith, try to outperform P.O. Joseph. And I'm starting to work my way down the depth chart here, but you get the idea. The camp has to be about competition and not just the PTO guys. The camp has to be, to throw another one at the very top of the chart out there, it has to be about Riley Smith showing that he should be a top six forward in Pittsburgh, that he should be playing alongside Evgeny Malkin, where I think everyone believes he's going to end up. And what about Rust? Talk about someone who's going to be coming into this with a whole lot to prove. I know he's already done a lot in his career, and I know he's already signed for a long time. But that's not who he is. Rust is a competitor, an intensive, proud competitor. And he's going to want to work his way back into every good situation that he had before last season. Meaning, first line right winger. Meaning, first power play. Meaning... Having your head coach say publicly on a regular basis that you are, and I quote directly, an elite penalty killer. Rust is that. Rust is all of those things. He's been all of those things. All right. Go ahead. Go push for it. That environment, that feel has to be set by the head coach. It can't come from the new GM. It just can't. That's not the way the culture is. It has to come from the guy standing in front of the dry erase board every day. Sullivan has to make clear in some way that this camp will be more open for movement among all slots, not just the PTOs, than at any point in his tenure. Because, plain and simple, This is the first team he'll be taking on that will have missed the playoffs the previous spring. Use it. Use it now. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shots brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat. That gives you more time for your family or hobbies. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK40, that's DK40, for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table, bringing families back to the dinner table. comes from Stephen who says, Hi DK, I've listened to and read enough to realize how long you've enjoyed hockey and the Penguins, but in terms of the four major sports, the NHL has the biggest disparity between how the games are played in the regular season versus playoff time. Does it ever bother or annoy you that the NHL's regular season seems to go on forever, but once the also-endless playoffs finally begin, the style of play dramatically shifts. The emphasis on goaltending and defense becomes much greater. It's as if these are two completely different seasons within the same NHL season, right? Well, Stephen, I, I don't know 
that I share the view that the NHL has a bigger chasm between regular season and playoffs than the other sports do. I can't speak to the NBA because we don't have a franchise here. But I've always felt a much greater sense of urgency and a a change in play, I think would be fair, within the National Football League. You'll see all games look like divisional games. And you'll see divisional games, especially the Steelers within the brutal AFC North, look like outright hand-to-hand combat. They get pretty nasty, kind of like what happened with the Steelers and Browns a couple nights ago. In baseball, baseball is not a physical sport. Baseball is not you know, something where guys are bashing each other's heads in. But you see different approaches, you see different usages of pitchers, you see different applications, you don't see Sunday lineups, Uh, playoff baseball, and heaven knows I haven't covered much of that in covering the Pirates, uh, does have a different feel. Where hockey is concerned, I think where hockey gets itself into trouble, and this might, in an indirect kind of way, answer your question. Hockey's the only sport where it's completely okay. In fact, it can be seen as really okay to discuss effort or lack of effort. You will almost never hear an NFL coach say, yeah, we just didn't try hard enough. Uh, We didn't give the same effort that the other guys did. We got outworked. You hear that in hockey. After every loss, we got outworked. We got out-hustled. They skated harder than we did. And you will never hear this in football or in baseball. You'll, I shouldn't say never, almost never. There are rare occasions where a team just completely lays an egg. And coach will say, whether that's in football or even the manager in baseball, we just didn't have it. Look, we just played uh, badly. We were sloppy. We didn't run the bases the way we needed to. But even then, they're careful about effort because effort is seen as a direct reflection on the head coach or manager. Whereas in hockey, it's just the reason you lost. The coach can talk about it. The team captain can talk about it. Everybody talks about it. So I think that when you and I hear enough of that, From the participants, we could come to assume that when the team loses, they just didn't want it as much. And therefore, the game wasn't important. Whereas, when the Stanley Cup playoffs come along, every game, to an extent, feels like Game 7. And it looks like Game 7 on the ice. And the comments that you hear afterward are never, ever, once you get to playoffs about the other team wanting it more. Crazy, right? To me, that's the disparity. That's just my theory. Everyone's entitled to their own. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Training camp tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.